Hey, warrior. If you're enjoying everything you're hearing on this podcast, imagine meeting with me every week. Women across the country are joining the Warrior Women Mastermind, a 12-week experience in a small curated group of women hand-selected just for you. Whether you're feeling stuck, afraid to use your voice, not making the money you want, or just feeling uh, meh, come join us. The Warrior Women Mastermind is the boost you need. Connection, accountability, and women you'll love. Schedule your call with me to learn more. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to lizswadek.com. Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. I am always happy to interview women who are innovating and leading the way. This warrior woman is reinventing how women are represented and received in the music industry. Only 21.6% of music industry professionals are female artists. Only 12.6% are female songwriters, and only 2.8% are female producers. What? I know. I was shocked, too. Gender equity in music is something we need to bring awareness to and move forward on. Women creators and professionals need to be nurtured, supported, and hired. After meeting our guest today, who's on the show, Melissa Etheridge, Joan Jett, and Live Nation have all agreed with her and are on board with her and her mission, Gritty and Pink. Let this episode inspire you to bring gender equity into whatever space and place you're working and living in. Let's get into it, but first... All right, Carrie Murray is back with the Bra Network. Carrie, I heard you have some news for us. Last time you came on and you t- we talked about the Bra Network, this time you're expanding? What's going on? Huge, exciting news. We're growing, we're getting bigger. We have new members coming in from all over the country. So now we're getting back to having in-person events and they're coming to a city near you. We've got them in Houston, Austin, Boston, Portland, Ventura, Orange County, San Diego. We're coming for you. Oh my God, that's so exciting. So you can live anywhere. I love this. So Carrie, what do you think it is about Bra Network that makes it so special? Well, why don't I ask you? You've been a huge cheerleader for me, a huge champion for the women of this network. What do you like about Bra Network? Oh my gosh, Carrie. Well, if I mean, put me on the spot, why don't you? But I will say that I love the collaborative nature of everything Bra stands for. Whether we're hiring each other, whether we're going to events together, we're referring clients to each other. It's just a good feeling to collaborate and be in the space with some dynamic women. We can learn about money. We can learn about business. We can learn about LinkedIn, but we also can learn about spirituality or we can learn about self-care. So you really have something for everyone. I think it's really one of the best networking groups out there, which is why you know I'm your biggest fan. Why, thank you. (laughs) So everybody needs to join the Bra Network. Join now because the prices are increasing and it's coming to a city near you. So let's go. Warrior 2. Where do they go, Carrie? How do they join? Good question. Bra-network.com and use that code warrior2 for 20% off. All right, everybody. Today on the show, Rockstar Shira Yevin. Shira is an entrepreneur, artist, activist, and founder of Gritty in Pink, 
After forming her all-female band, Shira Girl, Shira became known for advocating for women in male-dominated spaces. Shira and her band crashed the Vans Warp Tour and created the Shira Girl stage, which hosted the 300-plus artists, including rock icons Joan Jett and Paramore. In January 2020, Yevin launched a new female-led platform to empower women with the music industry called Gritty in Pink. With the mission to achieve gender equality in the music industry, Gritty in Pink has featured 280-plus emerging artists with collective following of 30 million on Instagram and TikTok. The platform has partnered with 20-plus brands and charities, including Fender and ACLU, having raised thousands and thousands of dollars for charity with their Instagram Live fundraisers. The Gritty in Pink community continues to grow as they launch their new online marketplace, In Pink connecting women working in all aspects of the music business with industry pros who want to hire diverse women. Recently, the company graduated from the Long Beach Accelerator, which invests in growing startups and welcomed Melissa Etheridge as strategic advisor and received an investment from Live Nation. Well, woohoo to that. Welcome to the show, Shira. Hello, Liz. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I mean, that was a good intro, sister. You got a lot going on. I'm very excited you're here and I'm excited to learn more about you. So welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. I want to know a little bit more about you. Looking back, is there anything in your childhood or growing up that would point to the work you're doing now? Did you always want to be a rock star, Shira? I was a dancer um, since I was three years old. I always loved the stage. I did musical theater. And I did dance competitively. So yeah, definitely music was not far from me at all times. I went to camp. I was in the plays. And I also actually went to a science and technology high school. So the tech aspect also kind of came full circle more recently, you know, because I was in the music industry and now I'm a tech entrepreneur. So yeah. There you go. There you go. And were your parents always supportive of you? Were they always like, oh, we totally get you? Or were they like, this girl is crazy? Uh, definitely a mix of both. <laughs> um, you know, I, I went to the university of Pennsylvania and they thought I was going to be a doctor or a lawyer, like all Jewish parents. And even though I don't know what gave them that idea, you know, I was interested in doing, um, science research actually. And, um, when I graduated, I bought an RV, painted it pink and toured the country. So they were definitely thinking I was crazy. And they're like, you know, this is not what you went to an Ivy League school for, you know, they've definitely come around. They're super supportive. You know, they're, they're the boomer generation. So they just, they do struggle to understand, you know, the tech world, let alone like, you know, the music world. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they've come out to my shows. And um, I think that, you know, they support it as much as they can, as much as they, you know, understand. Absolutely. Uh, Well, how did your band Shira Girl come to be? I love this. Thank you. I actually was very involved in the riot girl scene in New York City in college. And I met a group of radical feminists who inspired me. I learned about Bikini Kill and zine culture and, uh, you know, the whole riot girl movement in the mid nineties, uh, Joan Jed. And, you know, that really informed my politics. I became an activist for queer rights, for women, marched against the war, you know, did, did the whole thing. And, um, then I started abroad in London, started writing music. I was actually doing performance art at the time. And, um, I was working on a piece about, um, a pop star character, like a la Britney Spears. And I realized that if I was going to be the most effective at my art, I needed to make original music. 
So I started recording music in London and then I just sort of fell in love with it, the whole process and creating and, um, and yeah, it kind of went from there. So when, then when I came back to the States, I just thought, okay, this is it. I got to put together an all girl band. I love that. And how did it become kind of the voice of, uh, advocating uh, for women in male dominated space? So after I graduated college, I was actually working on the Vans Warp Tour, um, which is America's longest running music festival. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but punk rock tour launched the careers of such bands as Blink-182, Green Day, Sublime. And I just noticed there were no female musicians on stage. And I didn't understand why, because people would say, well, women don't play this kind of music. And I said, no, that's not right. I have a lot of friends and bands, girls and bands, you know, and, and I was performing at the time. And so... I did approach Kevin Lyman, the founder of the tour, to see if we could actually start a stage for female artists. And he said, great idea. Let's do it next year because we got a lot going on this year. It's the 10th anniversary of the tour. And so we just decided to drive our, our pink RV inside and crash the tour. And we just parked it across from the skate ramp and started playing and, you know, kind of held our breath, hoping we weren't, wouldn't be kicked out. Kevin walked up and looked around and and said, Shira, and said, okay, so you on for the rest of the tour? You know, and I think it was both a challenge and an invite, you know. But, um, yeah, we really just proved ourselves and followed the tour and put in the blood, sweat, and tears, and then came back with an official stage, hosted over 300 female artists, including Paramore on their first ever tour, and Joan Jett graced the stage, and we got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Warp Tour exhibit. So, yeah, it just kind of you know, set me off on this crusade to carve out a space for women in music and other male-dominated spaces. Because also, let's face it, what industry isn't male-dominated, right? I mean, 100%. And I love that you crashed like that. You were like, I'm not waiting till next year. It's going to be this year. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, when you're 21, next year is 10 years, you know? So it's kind of like, all right, this is happening. 100%. Next year is 10 years. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Gritty and Pink, because according to Gritty and Pink, only 21.6% of music industry professionals are female artists, only 12.6% are female songwriters, and only 2.6% are female producers. Yikes. Uh, what is Gritty and Pink doing and what is your mission? So our mission is to achieve gender equity and equality in the music industry and beyond. You know, we realized early on that community was so important. And so we started doing these monthly events in LA called the All Girl Jam. And we had the best female musicians from LA, like the basis for Pink, uh, come out and play. Then of course, COVID hit. This was January, 2020, when we started our events, did three magical months, COVID hit. We started doing Instagram live stream fundraisers, as you mentioned, and uh, workshops on Zoom. And, but, you know, we then realized that at the end of the day, what do women need to get hired and to get paid, period. So that's why we decided to launch the marketplace. And at the time I was working with my coach, Karen Kahn, CEO of iFundWomen. And, you know, she sort of helped me ideate the business model for Gritty and Pink and the In Pink Marketplace. And so this is our big solution for the problem. I think a lot of times, you know, businesses want to hire women, but they don't know where to go to find them. And it's not just women, it's diversity as well, you know, diverse women. So we really pride ourselves on that. So inpink.com, you can go. Um, we have service providers from across six categories. So not just music and audio and live talent, but we also have business, marketing, graphics, and local services. So like photo, video. And our big vision is to be the global destination to hire female freelancers 
in every industry. So starting with music, which is my passion, my love, and sort of our beachhead market. I love that. I love that. So what has been the biggest obstacle to just living out your, you have a really like, I mean, when I I see you, I've seen you at many events here and we keep connecting and I'm like, you're you're coming on the podcast. It's happening. Um, But I, you stand out a crowd girl. Like I see (laughs) you first, like your pink hair and your beautiful smile and you are larger than life. So I want to know what has been the biggest obstacle to just living out your unique life and really just showing up powerfully as you are giving zero fucks. The obstacle is like, you know, how to pay the bills. I think like, you know, capitalism, like the living out loud part, that part's easy for me. You know, like that's just me being myself. I've always been an artist. Um, I've always been outspoken and sort of have, you know, danced to the beat of my own drum or as the saying goes or whatnot. But um, you know, how to make it into a business, you know, that is the obstacle. And also in terms of being an entrepreneur, you know, I'm a big vision founder. So it's always like the operation side of it, you know, execution and, you know, surrounding yourself with the right team that complements you, you know, so obviously we can't all be a team of crazy artists. <laughs> we got to have some people that are, you know, really good at spreadsheets. So I'd say, you know, that's just like, you know, operations, execution, and just like the business model, you know, like making it all work. Yeah, making, making the dollars come in, you know? Yeah. And you know what you do? You want to be paid for you, your uniqueness. And I think what's interesting is you've tapped into a, like a bigger problem, right? A bigger kind of problem to solve. Um, so it's amazing because you're going to basically help the other use. <laughs> That's women, the hope. Right? Thank you. The other yes. women who, want, who are out there wanting to do this. So I love That's that. That's the goal. Yes. Um, so what is your advice to parents of girls like you? Because things are different. We're not the boomer generation. But, you know, still, parents are always over here like, what's your plan? What are you doing? What's happening? So what's if you had to parent yourself, <laughs> what is the advice you would give? I think you know, support is so important and optimism is so important. Of course, parents want to be, you know, like that voice of reason, right? And what's what's realistic and, um, you know, practical. And so, you know, how are you going to make this work? And it's there's a lot of worry, you know, that goes on. But I think when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a founder, you know, you really have to have a po- positive mindset, you know, because one of my favorite quotes is, if you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. You know, so you have to be sort of propped up and and supported and told, yes, you can do this, you know, like that's so important. So I think, I feel like my family kind of has conflicting, you know, sort of like values in terms of like, they want to be like, okay, you know, Shira, like, you know, make sure that you sort of know what you're doing. But at the same time, it's like, they, they do want to be supportive, but, you know, so I think for parents, it's just like, just, you know, try to stay positive. Like every founder has, I mean, every person, right? Especially women has that voice in the back of their head, you know, telling them, oh, I don't know if I could do that. You know, the doubts, the imposter syndrome, the worries. And it's like, I don't need any more of that. You know, what I need is to be told, you got this. You were born for this. You know, you're going to kick ass. We're going to be cheer you on every step of the way, you know? So kind of that's just that unconditional love and support. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what we all need, right? I love that. Sounds like you've had some coaching and some mentoring and some support. So tell me the value of that. Because I mean, honestly, you know, every time uh, someone joins a mastermind or anything I'm doing, I watch them fly, you know, like they go from kind of like, I don't know, what am I doing flailing around? And all of a sudden, everything's kind of lining up and in place. And I really believe in the value. I mean, I have, I'm a coach and I have a coach. 
Uh, I run masterminds. Yes. I'm in a mastermind. You know, like I believe in the work I do and I invest in myself as such. So mm-hmm. tell me the value of mentorship and being in some of these kind of programs that you've done, like these accelerators. It's so important. You know, I think that um, there's no shame in, in the game of asking for help, you know, and and people have done it already. So, you know, learn from their mistakes. And I'm always trying to sort of take younger women and girls under my wing and, and give them advice and things I wish I knew when I was younger. Right. So yeah, it is really super valuable to have mentors. And, um, and I also, I help my friends too, you know, who are not necessarily in the same industry, but it's like just letting them know, like find mentors and then don't feel bad about asking for help either. You know, I think women looks like we apologize a lot, you know, well, I'm so sorry to bother you, but you know, it's like, no, you know, we're here for it, you know, just come out and ask your question and don't be apologetic because they obviously, if someone has, you know, agreed to be your mentor, it's like, that's what it comes with. They, they're there for you, you know, so don't feel like you're bothering them. It's just like, you know, ask the question and there's no stupid question also. Yeah. And you can't be afraid to be a beginner. I think that's the funniest thing about life is that people just, and we do this with kids too, or kids do this. They just want to be good off the bat. I'm like, you just started. It's not an Instagram, TikTok world where you're supposed to be good at something right. and you put, you know what I mean? Who knows the 17 other times that they did that video right before they actually posted the one. So knowing that it's okay to be a beginner, it's okay to ask questions and ask for help. I think right. women are always like, you know, because they juggle so many things, they want to like look good. They, they don't want to ask for help, you know, but really that is what you need. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, so tell me, uh, what is in the future for you? What does the future hold for gritty and pink and in pink and all the things? So right now, you know, we're really focusing on developing our product and getting all the features that we want. Cause of course, when we launched, it was just, you know, an MVP minimal, minimum viable product. Right. So we just added custom pricing and, um, you know, we're, we're working on some exciting community features. And so, you know, really developing the product, um, of course, I'm fundraising. What a fun time to be fundraising as the world burns. Um, <laughs> but, you know, need need capital. And that's always going to be, uh, you know, a, sort of a challenge. But um, but yeah, we're super excited to have this partnership with Live Nation and working with that company. Um, we're going to have more presence at some of their festivals, their events, um, you know, continuing to onboard amazing female talent. And um, as well as, you know, growing the customer base and just spreading the word. So this is kind of interesting, but we have not, you know, spent $1 on advertising. Everything's been social media, word of mouth, events, lifestyle marketing, and, you know, working with Melissa Atheridge, Joan Jett, we did a campaign with. So, um, you know, I think we are obviously going to sort of, you know, go down that road of, you know, trying to grow through advertising, but we're just kind of like waiting as long as possible, you know, so till the the product is amazing and, you know, we have all the ducks in the row. And so, yeah, but I think that's, you know, that's kind of in, in the, in the future path and the model, obviously to be able to grow as quickly as we want to. And as, as quickly as our investors want us to. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. And so how can people kind of get along, come alongside you or kind of get involved in what you're doing? Uh, inpink.com. It's free to sign up. Any gender can sign up and hire a woman. Um, and then if you are a woman or you know a woman working in any aspect of the music industry, as I mentioned, it's not just musicians, but behind the scenes, it could be publicists, it could be, you know, photographers, videographers, um, sign up and submit a listing. It's totally free. Women keep 100% of what they earn. So that's exciting too, because other platforms sort of double dip. So our service fee is funded on the buyer side. Um, and also follow us, of course, on socials. We're Gritty and Pink Life 
Uh, we do a lot on Instagram, a lot of live streams, as you mentioned. And if you are in the LA area, we have this residency at the Echo. We just did one for Women's Day. It's 50 female musicians doing themed cover songs, the all-girl jam. So it's epic. Our next one. Yeah, our next one is June 8th for Pride. So definitely come out. It's free show. You just log into Impink at the door. Um, it's super fun. And then starting in May, we'll have second Thursdays. We're going to be doing um, showcases of, of more live acts as well. So uh, yeah, to come out to a show for sure. Oh, that sounds fun. I mean, I live here. I can come. There you yeah. Go. And, and we do events in New York too. And we'll be doing some other stuff. Nashville, Austin, that's all in the works. Okay. Amazing. I love this. I love everything you're doing. All right. It's on to the speed round, Shira. Are you ready for the speed round? I've always wanted to be on a game show. Oh my God. This is your moment. Except okay. that it's more like deep. <laughs> Fill in the blank, okay? I am learning that. I'm learning that it's okay to take breaks when I need. Yeah. You're talking, sister. Let me say that women do not like to take breaks. No. And founders don't like to take breaks. We were, you know, our brains are always going 24-7, you know, and it's like we actually have to force ourselves to take breaks sometimes. Yeah. So, but it's it's necessary, you know, it's, it's a part of the whole game, you know. Someone told me the other day, you know, she said, sounds like you're, you know, you're training for the sprint, not the marathon. This is a marathon. I'm like, oh yeah, it is a marathon, you know? So. Yeah. So true. When I feel lost, I. Call a friend. <laughs> I definitely have an amazing collection of dear friends, girlfriends, you know, that I call up and, you know, and talk to, and I feel eternally grateful for their support. So yeah, I'd say I like to talk it out. Mm-hmm. I love that. I am a woman who. Is not afraid to speak my mind. I am definitely outspoken, you know, sometimes it gets me in trouble, but for the most part, I think people know what they get from with me. I'm from New York, you know, I'm very blunt, straightforward, fast talking New Yorker. So yeah. And I think that's how all women should be. I feel like a lot of women really hesitate to, you know, to speak their mind and mince words. And I, I don't do that. I don't, I don't beat around the bush. <laughs> I like that. Me neither. I like that. I am proud of the fact that I... I'm proud of the fact that I've built a platform that has so far processed over $150,000 in transactions paid out to women. I mean, that is, you know, that is the goal and and the hope and just to help other women, you know, make a living doing what we love. I love that. I always say. I always say, don't take no for an answer. That's something that's been programmed into my head and it works most of the time. You know what? It's perseverance, right? (laughs) Yeah. So it really does work to hang in there. And And no, you know, just means not right now, you know, but no is always followed by why not? (laughs) You know, why not now? And then, and then when I know the reason, then I can debate it. There you go. There you go. I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about building our community more. I think I've seen how it has really helped a lot of the women in the music industry in the LA area, you know, and of course we're building organically in our market out here, but I'm excited to see it grow and and to help more women, you know, across the country and eventually across the world. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. We've been trying to do this forever. It was worth the wait. I love everything you're doing and I wish you nothing but the hugest success I know that you've really struck gold on this on this concept. And so I'm really excited to see where it goes. Thank you so much, Liz. This was a pleasure. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye. <laughs>